for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. We are coming to you live on the Voice American Network, and I am Cynthia Bryan. So I hope that all of you are having an amazing week this week and enjoying summer as much as possible because summer is my absolute favorite time of the year. We have an amazing show for you today. We continue our Wednesdays with writers brought to you um, by Star Style Productions, myself, through the Operation Disaster Relief. In our second segment, we're going to have jollyologist Alan Klein with us, and he is going to talk about how we can be more positive and how we can get through these challenging times. His new book is called Positive Thoughts for Troubling Times, and it's filled with quotes that will just warm our hearts and fire up our systems, and also, you know, de-stress us. So make sure that uh, you are tuned in here uh, when we come into our second segment. And in segment three, what will our world be like post-pandemic? Will we be wearing masks everywhere? Are we going to be fixated on cleanliness? Are we going to stop going to the theater and the ball games and museums? I mean, what will be the new normal? There is really no predicting what the future holds, but um, staying home may still be called the safe zone, but we'll kind of explore what the experts are saying are some possibilities, and we'll look at a few pandemics of the past to see what they might reveal to us. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. Please visit the website, bethestarur.org. You can also check out all our book reviews at btsya.org. It's just the initial. And the quote is from James Allen. Circumstances do not make the man, they reveal him. So I love this quote. It's one that I use a lot. And that's because it always gets back to that whole idea of, you know, what you think about and talk about comes about and it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to it. So we have to absolutely um, think positive all the time. Well, in this first segment, I wanted to uh, read to you uh, The Gift of Abundance, which is actually from my first book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. It's actually a book that Alan Klein um, endorsed, so I thought this would be good. Also, this particular, um, not the entire chapter, but excerpts from the chapter have just been recently picked up to be used in social influencing blogs, and hopefully they will help people. 
So again, this is called the gift of abundance. I grew up on a farm, the eldest of five children. Our parents taught us certain values, hard work, loyalty to family and friends, responsibility, and keeping your word. We learned to be independent and self-sufficient. And although we had few possessions and even less money, we were content in our simple, natural surroundings. I can't imagine a better upbringing for a child. Our playground was vineyards, hills, dales. Our companions were horses, cows, sheep, chickens, ducks, dogs, rabbits, cats. As we hiked the mountains and paddled the creeks, we pretended we were explorers discovering new worlds. We had caves to hide in. The mustard fields were our dollhouses. We drove tractors. We plowed fields. We picked fruit until our hands were raw. The nearest neighbor children lived two miles away, so our life was mostly within our, within our own family. Every season brought new adventures and excitement, preparing for the vegetable garden in spring, going on camping trips in the summer, hay rides and harvest festivals in the fall, and enjoying the warming fires and holiday magic of winter. Life on the farm was fun. It was challenging. It was hard work, yet it was full of promise. Now, we didn't have any fancy clothes, a pair of Levi's, a pair of boots, a couple of shirts, a school uniform, and a good Sunday church outfit. Twice a year at Christmas and Easter, our Annie Cleo, who wasn't really our aunt, but told us that she was, would take us shopping and buy us a new outfit. These were such thrilling excursions. I learned to sew in high school so I could have a bigger wardrobe. And since I was the oldest, my sisters inherited my hand-me-downs. We always felt a sense of abundance, surrounded by delicious homegrown food, a close-knit family, plenty of trees and land to roam. And we were really, truly rich in spirit, if not in finances. From my very first awareness, I knew I was important. I grew up believing that I had the power to achieve anything I ever wanted, if I was willing to work diligently to get it. And it never occurred to me that I could or should be handed something free just simply because I wanted it. Yes, I am an optimist. My glass is always half full, even when it's filled with bitter medicine. And my life has been a rose garden, albeit with lots of thorns and tragedies. As a child, I almost died from encephalitis. And that's a sleeping disease, in case you don't know. And it is inflammation of the brain. Many people I have loved have died at early ages from accidents or illnesses. My youngest brother was crushed and killed when a tractor on our farm rolled over on him when he was only 16. My gentle grandfather was killed while mowing his lawn when a tree toppled over on a windless day. And my hero, my dad, died from a rare cancer at a very young age. And because of these experiences and many more, I have learned that our greatest failing is not to follow our dreams, not to sing our song. I admit that living expansively and exuberantly isn't always easy. Sorrow and pain make us want to contract and withdraw, not expand and excel. We live well only when we embrace this paradox. The very fragility, pathos, and unpredictability of life Make every moment precious. So my aim is to persuade, to push, to compel you to live every minute fully and consciously. We never know how many chances we'll have to get it right. I mean, life is finite. And if I am driven in my mission, it's because of my own agony in dealing with loss. What I've learned is that pain, suffering, emptiness, and loneliness 
are a very important part of the human experience. Everyone, rich or poor, weak or powerful, will endure these emotions. We are here on earth to learn, to laugh, to cry, to feel, to love, and to have pain, and mostly just to be. We are here to live and to make a difference. And part of getting it right is getting it wrong. We are not the same, but we are all one. So abundance is not about acquiring a luxury house, a fancy car, expensive clothes, or a jet-set lifestyle. Abundance is about feeling that there is enough in life for everyone. My early years taught me that a sense of abundance goes far beyond material things. It spans our spiritual life, our emotional stability, our intellectual stimulation, and our physical closeness to Mother Earth. Having abundance means having fresh air to breathe, clean water to drink, food in our stomachs, a roof over our head, somewhere to walk and feel the beauty of nature, someone to love, and someone who loves us in return. Laughter, learning, and the wealth of health. As children, we were taught to be happy for another success and to believe that there is abundance in all things. If someone else can achieve greatness, so can I. So can you. We are rarely lacking in abundance, just the ability to understand the meaning of simple abundance. The world is a place of emotional and spiritual plenty. Abundanza, as my mother always said in Italian. Notice and be grateful for everything you have, because abundance is everyone, everywhere, everything. So this exercise that I wrote is shut your eyes, imagine in vivid detail everything you feel you really need to have to have a fulfilled life. Your list is going to be unique to you, but it may include a loving relationship, children, animals, a home, food, clothing, a car, enjoyable work, and so forth. And once you see yourself surrounded by everything you need, then add some of the things you want. Then open your eyes, get out your pen, and make three columns. What I need, what I want, and what I have. And then every day, write down the things that you give thanks for. The sun rises, a beautiful garden, a pillow to put your head on, and recognize the abundanza all around you. Tell yourself frequently, I have abundance in all things. There is enough to go around. And the truth is, the more you're grateful for, the more you will have to be grateful for. So work hard, dream hard, laugh hard, and live abundantly. And if you're interested in purchasing this book or any of my books, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Brian with an I. Or get there directly at StarStyleStore.com. When we come back from break, we're going to be visiting with Alan Klein. He is the world's jollyologist, and we will have a little bit of fun. So don't go away. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Cynthia. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Stay with me. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. 
Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, the party is going to start right now. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And as I promised you on our Wednesdays with writers, that our guest for today is best-selling author of The Healing Power of Humor, world jollyologist, Mr. Jollyologist himself, Alan Klein. He shows audiences around the world how to use humor and positive thinking to deal with life's not-so-funny stuff. And his new book is called Positive thoughts for a troubling times. Welcome, Alan, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Oh, thank you. It's great to be back. I am so happy to have you back. Alan's been a guest several times on this show, and he's always lots of fun. He's written so many books. I, congratulations every time. What is it? You have 31 books now? Is that? Am I right, or is it more? You got it right on the head. 31. <laughs> 31. <laughs> I, I strive for that. I thought I had done pretty well with eight, and it's not even, you know, it's not even close. <laughs> anyway, well, okay, well, positive thoughts for troubling times Uh, obviously we are in very troubling times right now so this was a wonderful book to come out uh, this year and for several reasons first of all I love your personal stories that you do in each chapter but what I really adore is the fact that you have just culled through very important quotes from famous and just ordinary people who have said something profound that can change people's lives. And as I had shared with you before, I'm a big, I'm a big collector of quotes. I've been saving them since I was a kid. I have journals of them. I wrote a little book called Miracle Moments filled with quotes because I believe that quotes can give us something powerful to start our day. And what you said, the way you want this book to be read is just to open it up and read what you find. So I just opened it. And the first one I opened to is one of the chapters I love. Um, Well, I like them all, but it's let it go. And this is from the Buddha. Learn to let go. That is the key to happiness. So Alan, (laughs) you being the jollyologist, um, one of my good friends, whenever I'm uptight, always says, Cynthia, just let it go. So you take a deep breath. Just let it go. 
So I would like to know, how do we let it go right now when we've got civil unrest, when we're in the midst of this pandemic and we don't know who's infected and who's not, and we don't know whether we should be quarantining or, uh, you know, or having a martini. (laughs) I love that, quarantini or martini. Exactly. See, that's a choice, isn't it? (laughs) Isn't it? Life is a choice. Life is a choice, for sure. So my advice would be, and and it's always been in my life, to focus on the positive, even in negative times. Because there's positive all around us, but when we're faced with major challenges, as we are today, we forget about those uplifting, uh, positive things in our lives. So what I've been doing is keeping a list of the things that kind of nourish me and um, uplift me in spite of what's happening. So I can I can give you a couple of those like yes I would I was going to say let's give you give examples because I I really think it's a great idea to keep a journal or a list or an online list you know if, like if you don't want to write it put it on your computer of things you're grateful for or the abundance that you already have in your life uh, that you can be happy about because it helps so right. give us well, some examples well because of the um, COVID. Every day my daughter calls me around five o'clock and we talk about stuff we have never talked about before. Um, we're both doing gardens because now I have more time to work in my garden. See, hey, hey, for that, I'm a big gardener. Love it. Love it. So, so my one is my garden gets a lot of attention. I'm picking tons of strawberries and snow peas and (laughs) green beans. So my daughter and I compare that. It also gives me a chance to get out in the open with no people around me. Um, And you're connecting with, they're connecting with the earth. You're getting your hands in the dirt. You're feeling free and you're feeling healthy when you're outside in your garden, right? Exactly. And I'm being nourished when I plant, I'm always amazed that planting this teeny little seed Seed. and suddenly I have a 10 foot, you know, beanstalk. Isn't it something, (laughs) isn't it amazing? You know, this is why Alan, what you're saying, and I want to hear more of your, of your things, but what you're saying is so critical because this is great for kids as well. You know, I like to get kids into the garden and you give them a seed and then you tell them to water it every day. And It's so fascinating when they grow something themselves, they love to eat it (laughs) because they grew it. So it's a wonderful way, especially during this time, to um, give our children a tool, you know, give them these tools, teach them about uh, nature and growing and keep them healthy at the same time. Yeah, you know, you remind me when I was a kid, I grew up in the Bronx, a fifth story apartment building walk up. We had no garden, right. but I would take one of those um, wood cheese boxes that Velveeta cheese came in. I put yeah. some dirt in, and I would plant plant lima beans, and I would put it on the fire escape, and I would watch it, you know, curl up the metal bars of the fire escape, and just watching that grow was so uh, fascinating, fascinating to me. Yeah. yeah. 
and you probably felt like Jack in the Beanstalk, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, you were wondering, when is the giant going to come? Yeah, you know, I mean, that, I mean, that is just so fun. Well, you are from New York, and of course, New York has suffered greatly through this. And as you say in your book, Positive Thoughts for Troubling Times, a Renew Your Spirit Guide, you go back to New York every year. Um, is that on the list this year? or well, maybe? I wish it were, but, you know, flying is not the safest thing right now. So maybe by December, if we'd have a vaccination, but I'm kind of doubting that. I don't know. Yeah, nobody um, knows. So this may be a year that I have to skip my going back east. Uh, right. But you, yeah. but as you said, we have, we have FaceTime, we have Skype, we have Zoom, we have technology now. So the exciting thing is, is that, you can actually call up your friends or family and actually see them, right. you know, and isn't, isn't that an amazing gift? I think well, that's a real gift. Yeah. I was at the doctor's a couple of weeks ago via zoom. You know, I was not How in his office. Know? How did that and, go? Well, it was great. And, and he's a neurologist. So he sees a lot of older people and he said, you know, this has been a godsend because they don't have to get dressed. They don't have to find somebody to take them in. I mean, they have to, they're not sitting there naked, but they oh, no, don't, right, have, they don't exactly. have to get dressed to go outside or come and visit me. Um, they don't have to get someone to push the wheelchair. I could, I could talk to them. I could ask them to show me parts of their body or how their arm is moving. Um, he said it is just so helpful for them not to have to travel or maybe take a taxi. And um, this to, is another example of a positive thing that's come out of this pandemic because many insurance companies did not cover uh, telemedicine before. And now almost all of them are, or maybe all of them are covering telemedicine. And from what I understand, it's going to continue because yeah, it has been yeah. so successful. Yeah. And the other thing is, um, and this is a more fun thing that's come out of it, at least for now, is I was brought up as, in New York City, as we talked about, and I love my Broadway shows. And now there's so many plays and shows on the Internet. And and the fun thing for me is often it's a, it's the actors who are in their home. Exactly. And so I get to, I get to see where they live. And I got hysterical because there was one actor who I really, really like, and her home was so disheveled. <laughs> a, a typical artist, right? An artiste. Yeah. Um, and I, I would like have never, you. I would have never seen that. No, you know? it, so, it is interesting. I've been doing a lot with Screen Actors Guild, you know, after, and they're having all these conversations. The SAG Foundation has conversation, and it's like every single actor is everybody's at home, obviously. Right. And it's the same thing. You get to see people. Some people are dressing up and they have makeup on. Other people you don't even recognize because. Right. They, they don't look like they do in People magazine, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, you know, it's a small thing. It's not a big thing that's come out of uh, stay in place. But I, I just find every day there's something that I can say, wow, that would have never happened if we were not in this pandemic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Well, I like it that you are um, being so positive about it, but of course you are a positive person and everything you write, you all the books and stuff you write are always in a positive note to help people, you know, be better than they are. So well, I try, I try. Yeah. Well, but you know, <laughs> don't you think that by writing positivity, because I only write positive things too. I want to empower people and make them feel good about themselves. But what I have found, it, it's so interesting by doing that kind of work, it empowers you. You feel more positive. I mean, we all have bad right. days, but don't yeah. you feel that you motivate yourself by it? Oh, exactly. Yeah. And it's probably why I write it. Because yeah. my dad, my dad was so negative, you know, the glass was always half empty. Mm -hmm. um, I remember I live in California, they live in uh, back east, and they were coming to visit. My dad wouldn't fly, so they took the train, and he had to get off in Chicago, and the luggage was going to be switched. And for a month, he said, they're going to lose my luggage. I'm afraid they're going to lose my luggage. Oh, my gosh. And I said, Dad, stop worrying about it. But every day he, I spoke to him and <laughs> talked about that. What do you think happened in Chicago? <laughs> yes, <laughs> he I lost luggage. his luggage. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know what? I just said this in the first segment. What you think about and talk about comes about. It's like he created it. You know, he just kept kept thinking about, he kept putting it out there. Oh yeah, they're going to lose the luggage, lose the luggage, lose the luggage. Yeah, the bottom line is, okay, maybe it would have happened anyhow. Yeah. But for a whole month, he worried about it. Uh, needless, you know, he didn't, he could have had a great time that whole month and they still could have lost the luggage, but he wouldn't be upset. He wouldn't be stressed out every single day for a month thinking about what might happen. Might have happened. What a perfect thing. Well, your dad, I read in uh, Positive Thoughts for Troubling Times, and if you're just joining us, we're speaking with jollyologist Alan Klein. Um, I, I read that your dad was an air raid warden who rushed out of the house all when a, to uh, every time a siren sounded. Yeah. That had to be, and then you were in Morocco when, not in Morocco, you were um, in it, Israel, it, Israel at a Moroccan oh, yeah. wedding when um, uh, an air raid siren went off. And it's so true, things that happened to us in our youth that, that kind of really jolted us, it jolts us again. But tell us about your dad being an air raid uh, warden, and then I just wanted you to tell us more about that closing thought, because that sounds like it must have been very scary, having missile attacks for several days. Oh, yeah. So my dad, it was World War II, and they had volunteer air raid wardens, and uh, the sirens would go off, all the lights in the house had to be out, and he would run out of the house, and as a... I don't know, maybe I was seven years old, something like that, six years old. I, I would be scared stiff, and I would take a flashlight and hide under the blanket, just, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then I was in Israel, and there were rockets being shot at the town we were in. Uh, and it was, it was kind of humorous, because... They hadn't had rockets sent to this town in 20 years, and it was the middle of a uh, a pre-wedding party. That's why we were there, and everyone was like shocked and and not doing anything. And they have a shelter that you can go in when things like that happen. And I was the only one that ran into it, and they were all yeah. laughing. They were all laughing at me. You know, where are you going? I said, "This rockets." Coming. 
<laughs> right. Um, were, were they not afraid or did, was it just so shocking to them because it hadn't happened? Well, I think a couple of things. It hadn't happened for so long. Um, they thought, you know, this is not going to hit us. They're just like, you know, there's a lot of unrest mm-hmm. there. And there are, there are people with guns, you know, carrying them openly in the street. And, you know, I remember we had to clear out of a bus terminal because somebody put their luggage down and didn't claim it. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff, that, daily stuff they deal with that they just take it for granted. Um mm-hmm. But for me, it really threw me back to um, the childhood time with Gary. Yeah, that time, of course. That that sounds, I just can't even imagine like during the Blitz, you know, in London or any of that when bombs were just going off all the time or I just, uh, you know, any of the wars, war is just bad generally, but that was, it was very interesting. Now, So one of the things I did, um, Cynthia, was um, I belonged to Unity Spiritual Center. Mm -hmm. And so I just start saying their prayer for protection protection over and over. Um, the light of God surrounds me. The love of God enfolds me. The power of God protects me. Presence of God watches over me. Wherever I am, God is. And it was just, again, positive things. Rather than focusing on the uh, missiles, I focused on this prayer. And it really got me through the Whenever the rockets would come, I would go right into that prayer. Well, you know, I think it's an important thing to have something, whether it's a mantra or a quote or a prayer or a belief, whatever, that it's an affirmation. So the one that Alan just said is the light of God surrounds me. The love of God enfolds me. The power of God protects me. The presence of God watches over me wherever I am. God is, you know, and that's powerful because you feel that God's almighty. So you feel that you're a little bit protected, hopefully. And and during this time now with COVID, you know, I advise people have have a mantra, have a prayer, have a photo of your child that always brings a smile to your face. Have an affirmation. Have a quote from Positive Thoughts for Troubling Times. Exactly. Something, something well, you can fall back on. You, I, I, Again, I want to go over on um, the book Positive Thoughts for Troubling Times and Alan's website, alankline.com, A-L-L-E-N-K-L-E-I-N.com. Uh, He's divided it up so that it's pretty easy or it's very easy for you to find what you want. So the table of contents gives you a matter of choice, believe in yourself, change the world, compassion, dare to dream, have hope, learn to forgive, let go, lighten up, make lemonade, which we'll look at that one because we can make lemonade right now. Never give up, practice appreciation, put it in perspective, seek silence, find peace, Seize the day, take courage, and trust your higher power. And, you know, I, I think that that's all. Basically, if we embrace all of those different methods that you talk about in your table of contents in your book, Positive Thoughts for Troubling Times, it's going to at least make us feel better. And it could take away some of that stress. So as a jollyologist, you believe and you help people find some humor in things that are not funny. And this isn't funny. What we're going yeah. through right now is not yeah, funny. I do, I do, yeah, humor or 
positivity or positivity yeah, right also yeah 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 uh, and one of the, one of the ways and i noticed this a couple of years ago and i really sh- probably should do it again uh, every day for a year i sent an email or a note a letter to somebody who made a difference in my life and i and i thanked them for it and told them what they did and why it was such a uh, such a help to me and i did that for 365 days and what i realized when i take my mind off of what i'm going through and i reach out to other people i am not only comforted but often those people will start to um feed me by either by me seeing how how um how positive my words were to them mm-hmm. or by then turning around and telling me how i helped them and so that is so reach out and touch other people well and you know when we help other people we do help ourselves and uh, when i read that you had done that i really really enjoyed that and that's one of uh, alan writes about this in his book positive thoughts for traveling uh, times um I thought it was such a brilliant idea because think of all the people in every person has many, many people in their lives that help them get to where they are. And whether it was just help crossing the street or, you know, a recommendation or whatever, so often those people don't even realize that you made a difference in their lives. And by bringing it to their attention, you have um, actually furthered their appreciation for giving back. And so they'll want to continue helping because it's like, wow, I had no idea that that meant so much. You know, and I I mean, it it had to be very, very empowering to you just to write it. Didn't it make you feel so good? And then when they actually got it. Yeah, just writing it. And and what was amazing, Cynthia, is a, a number of times I would get back an email saying, how did you know that I was down today and that came at a perfect time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it really, it really moved people. And I was so glad that I did it. Yeah. And again, today, while we're all going through stress, it might be a tool that we can use. Most of us have computers or the phone. Just pick one person a day or every other day and tell them how great they are, what they mean in your life. I mean, right now I have, you talked about positive things. We talked about positive things. I have a neighbor, every time she makes cookies, she brings me some. I also have this neighborhood association that is shopping for us. Um, they've gone to Costco. They've gone to Trader Joe's. Oh, that's I don't so wonderful. go to supermarkets anymore. I haven't been in a supermarket since March. Wow. Wow. Yes, but see, isn't it amazing how many people are helpers, you know, and people want to help. So it's so good to give them the accolades, at least to say thank you. Now, we're running out of time, Alan, but I want to mention you are now a blogger for Bottom Line Inc., which is a great um, uh, it's a great service. Your blog is called 60 Seconds of Happy. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, there's 12, uh, I've written 12 blogs for them, all all aspects of happy. Um, One of them I really like, it might not be obvious, but um, I have a 
whole collection of neckties. Men don't wear much neckties anymore. Mm-hmm. But if for me, it brings me happiness when I'm choosing the right tie. That you know, they're bright, they're fun, they're playful. And then it's kind of an icebreaker because people come up to me and people I don't even know and go, what a great tie. And then we start talking and bought, bought it. So one little thing to get more happiness is to wear something that um, lifts your spirits and maybe. And brings people happiness. Exactly. Well, you know, it's you do ties. I do stars. You know, I'm be the star you are. I'm the star lady. And I don't go anywhere without star earrings or stars somewhere. And, and none of it's expensive. Some of them are plastic stars. Most of them were gifts. And it's exactly what you say. It starts a conversation. Everybody will, you know, anybody you meet is like, oh, my God, I love those stars. Or, you know, that's, <laughs> it's, isn't it fun? Right. So, and, and the amazing, it doesn't take much. No. I mean, some of the ties I wear, I got in, uh, like, Goodwill for $3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and that even is better because there's a conversation. Exactly. Right? It's a conversation. Exactly. Hey, you could have a tie just like this. And I know yeah, where. Yeah, I tell them I where I got it. <laughs> exactly. Well, Alan, this is just so delightful speaking with you. I want to encourage our listeners to go to your website, alankline.com. He is Mr. Jollyologist. And as you can tell, he's very, very um, upbeat and positive. He's a professional keynote speaker a best-selling author of 31 books. He's done TED Talks. He's writing these blogs for Bottom Line. And, um, and I'm sure he would, you would do some Zoom, some, some Zoom international talks too. And your books have been translated into several different languages, which is oh, yeah. amazing. I hope that you've learned them all, especially Hungarian and Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't will, read those. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, isn't it fun to have some books in different languages? I know I, a couple of mine are in different languages, and it's especially when the, the Chinese ones, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. what? It's, I can't uh, read the thing. <laughs> but it's the pretty, uh, very pretty. They're pretty to look at, it's I know. <laughs> so, alankline.com, A L L E N K L E I N.com. And as you can tell, Ellen is a lot of fun. And I have to say, I have read I have read so many of his books and have enjoyed every single one of them. Uh, but this one's really special to me, Alan. I'm really glad you suggested this one, Positive Thoughts or Troubling Times, because it's just perfect for right now. There are so many amazing quotes in here. Just to never give up on our positivity, right? Just never give up. Yeah, and it's... Uh... Our choice, you know, can be positive or negative, just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Well, as Richard Carlson said, don't sweat the small stuff. It's all small stuff. So exactly. this, may, this may seem like it's big, um, but in the, you know, in the scheme of things, it's just life. And we are, we're, we're on the journey of life. So, you know, you can get on the merry-go-round or you can stand back and watch, but it's a lot more fun when you're playing. Exactly. Cynthia, thank you so much. You are you are truly a star. Well, thank you. And so are you. You're a major star. I I want to be like you. (laughs) 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 Then you would be totally bald. (laughs) Oh, well, my daddy was bald and and uh, he used to he used to shine his head 
for us. And he would always say, when we had a presentation or something that where we were scared to do as kids, he would say, just look out into that audience. And when you see this shiny head, you will know you were loved. So oh, I think bald is beautiful. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. You're amazing. Alan's book again, Positive Thoughts for Troubling Times, A Renew Your Spirit Guide. You will be renewed. But just don't pick up this book. Check, check out any of his other 30 books besides this one. You've been listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'll be back in a bit, so don't go away. Be the star you are. The star you your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show well, we are back. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And this special edition of Star Style is Wednesdays with Writers. And as you know, we also are doing Super Smart Sundays on Express Yourself at 3 p.m., where we are bringing you authors, artists, actors, uh, and musicians, different people who are literally out of work, the creative community because all of our personal appearances have been canceled. And so you want to stay tuned to Star Style and Express Yourself. We've got such a great roster coming up. In just a couple of weeks, we have the, the cast of a brand new movie, Mighty Oak, and you're going to just uh, love it. That's going to be on 8-5. But I've got just fabulous, fabulous guests. So this has been really fun. So now, what comes next after this pandemic? Now, obviously, nobody really knows, but a lot of, uh, you know, experts are trying to predict how the pandemic is going to change our lives. And it is already changing our lives. Everything from how we greet each other to, you know, what's on our bucket list. I mean, I'm a hugger and I love to give when I know somebody, you know, I give them a kiss, I do the French way, the two kisses on either cheek. But obviously, I can't do that anymore. So now you're doing, people are doing fist bumps or they're, 
they're doing elbows or they're not even touching. They're doing it virtually or they're doing it in the air. So it really, this has been the single greatest disruption of our lifetime. And it's the kind of change that's occurred over a few months. It's going to change how we would do things for years. So here's what some of the experts think is coming. You know, what might what we might keep and what we may lose forever. And one of the things I just wanted to say is about the masks, because having traveled pretty extensively in Asia and Southeast Asia, um, everybody was wearing masks. I'm talking about the people who live there were wearing masks when I was there. And I thought, gosh, are they sick? I wasn't wearing a mask. And so I didn't wear a mask and I never got sick or anything. But now I realize that they were protecting other people. And it has, I think this is something that is, has kind of gone into their culture. So one of the things that um, people are saying is, I mean, experts are saying is going to happen is that Americans will be increasingly fixated on washing away deadly germs. They're going to hand scrub. They're going to wear their masks. There's going to be a hyper attention to surface disinfectation. You won't enter a supermarket or an office building without a sanitizing wipe or a blasterparel or some other gel-based hand cleanser. Um, the government order for hundreds of millions of the N95 masks won't just make it harder to hear each other on socially distant walks. Masks might soon draw the line, both between personal and political and between young and old. People may start getting angry, and we've already seen that on some of the some of the social media sites. You know, if you wear a mask or you don't wear a mask, it sends a message about how seriously you're taking public health warnings and about your views on personal liberties and even maybe about your generational differences. And this is at a time when adults who are 70 or older rate the threat of COVID-19 as more serious than younger people do. So it's, it's really very interesting. So clean is going to be the new green as businesses begin to make a show of elevated hygiene. I, I'm sure you've had the same thing as I've had, um, email after email from from either hotels or uh, places that you have visited in the past that tell, you know, restaurants, theaters, museums, that tell you all the ways that they are cleaning things, even businesses and, you know, hair salons and nail salons. Now here in our, my area of California, again, we are closed down. Uh, there are no nail salons open, no hair salons, no gyms. Uh, no indoor dining. All museums are closed down. Um, all, of course, all the theaters are closed down. Most businesses are still closed down, with a few exceptions. There's, you can get takeout at certain places. There's some places you can be outside, but they've closed wineries and outside things. So everything is pretty much closed down. But you know, so we have to expect a lot of mopping and swabbing and plexiglass walls between you and your cashier or your barista. There's gonna be temperature checks. These are cues that are probably gonna start bringing people more comfort as the infectious diseases uh, rise. And we've seen that in the last couple weeks that instead of, uh, our, of the pandemic being you know, less, 
it's rising and there are more deaths. I, I think as of Monday, there were 135,000, 136,000 in the U.S. had already died and over three and a half million worldwide. And it's only going to increase. So with that vigilance comes an entire touchless or distance economy. Like one of my banks has already closed down the branch. Now we got to drive 20 miles to go to a bank unless you can do online banking because they've closed down completely there. I, you know, it's definitely uh, more difficult and kind of stressful to have to get in your car and drive. If you have to go somewhere Online ordering is going to probably become the norm. We've already seen many um, stores that you never thought were going to go out of business or claim bankruptcy do go out of business. Uh, There's really going to be a truly hands-off kind of way of interacting. And just as Alan was saying about telemedicine, we'll be doing a show about telemedicine as well. That is going to increase and it might be it might be even better for everybody. It'll keep more vehicles off the roads and it will help people who are housebound. You don't have to find, you know, a ride. You don't have to get dressed, all of those things. There's going to be increases in restaurant and grocery deliveries and things using robotic vehicles. Um, I think it's already a four or five percent, uh, yeah, four, four or five fold, 400, 500 percent increase in delivery services. The mall, your morning newspaper, um, having going to dinner and a movie on a Saturday night, that's those are all endangered things. The good thing is a lot of things are coming to your computer again. There, you can watch movies online now. Things are streaming. Movies are being released via the internet as opposed to the theater, as well as Broadway shows. So you're going to be able to see things. But it has put actually theaters and all of that on the endangered list. Now, I just read that the, the Louvre in Paris reopened to a minimal amount. But, you know, that's just that is just one, you know, one thing. Um, streaming vehicles like Netflix or Amazon Prime, they are going to just get bigger and bigger. Drive-in movies, which you, we used to be so much fun and kind of went out. Now they're thriving and they have first run releases and there aren't that many of them left in the United States. Uh, I think people are going to have a fear of a crowd more. And it's going to be more of a concern about the contagion because of a collective mindset, um, like a stadium gathering, and people aren't going to be going on trips that much. You heard Alan say about airlines. Um, it's a little bit more, it's a little challenging. Nobody's excited about being around 75,000 people now at a stadium, even if everybody was wearing a mask. Public transportation ridership demand has dropped by 75%. Subway was down in New York like 93%. That's pretty, that's pretty high. And um, we're going to have to reevaluate like our sidewalks and better access to parks and nature. Uh, all of those things, things that we took for granted for so long 
are not going to be available to us. So the bottom line is there really is no place like home. <laughs> we are going to have more seedling sprouting. We're going to have uh, some of that sweet, hempy smell around sunset might be in your neighbor's, you know, your weed-loving neighbor. You probably are going to be cooking more, baking more, um, catching up on TV and movie doing Zoom calls, and maybe even more in touch with family than you have been before. In the good old days, you know, staying in a stranger's guest unit was the smartest way to avoid high-priced hotels, and now, obviously, hotels and things are down. So until there's a coronavirus cure, which we don't know if that's going to be, or when it's going to be, the 1967 mumps vaccine was only four years to produce. But as I said in a previous show, show it was like 57 years for um, polio. So there's more than 250 therapies and 100 vaccines or more that are being explored right now. Hopefully we'll have something by the end of the year or the first of the year. But until then, let's just be positive, be safe. Stay home when you can, and just remember that you want to be careful for other people's lives, not just your own. So by wearing a mask, the life you save might be somebody else's and your own. So that's my show for today. Thank you for being great listeners and being here for Wednesdays with writers and performers. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You can change your life and make your, li- your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions, please visit CynthiaBryan.com. And think about making a donation to Be the Star You Are charity. This is coming to you as part of Operation Disaster Relief. I'm donating to it, and you can too. Visit BTSYA.org. And any small amount, a dollar, is great. Now, my aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate each moment of your life. And read a book this week. Pick up one of Alan Klein's book, alankline.com. He's got 31 of them. And the one we were talking about today was Positive Thoughts for Troubling Times. And we can all use some positive thoughts. And make sure to go to the archives here at Voice America Empowerment Channel for Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And you can check out any of the books of any of our authors that have been on. They're all part of the Authors Guild and um, are all great authors. And so they would love you to pick up one of their books as well. So until we get together and celebrate next week with Wednesdays with writers and performers, remember that love always wins, kindness will always prevail, and smiles will keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style Radio. I thank you and encourage you. Go out into the world and be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. There's no one like you. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and be here with me, Cynthia Bryan, on Star Style. Be the star you are. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star.
It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. Keep caring. Keep caring. Keep caring. Keep caring. Keep caring.